throws. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now we've got on a fourth down and three. You got Griff Whalen ready to take the snap. This snap, but actually Colt Anderson is behind him. And what in the world? Flag is down. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 116 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, where we can always promise never to line up as just me and Drew in front of a football on a field and try to trick a defense into thinking that we're doing something smart when we're actually doing something idiotic. <laughs> that play. That's so true. That was the worst play of all time. It was. That the, play. The butt fumble or that play? That play. That play is worse than the butt fumble because uh, I feel like I the so. butt fumble was like unintentional. That was an intentional play call. That was a literal call. Like that was a call that Chuck Pagano, like a play that he made in his brain and somehow thought that it would work. And if, for those of you that are listening to this that are just kind of like confused as fuck, this was a play that happened when the Colts played the Patriots back in 2015. I think it was really like the start of the demise of Andrew Luck. But literally, they line up. I think it's like fourth down, and they're supposed to be doing a fake punt. They're supposed to be doing a, a punt, but they don't. And then, like, was it Ryan Griffin takes the uh, takes the the snap? Like, made no sense. And then they just get completely demolished by the Patriots defense, and they deserved it, every bit of it. Yeah, and if you're the Colts fans, if there's anybody listening that's a Colts fan, you, you realize that tonight's loss sucks, but this was an all-time low right here. Um, the intro of this was probably the worst, and you had Chuck Pagano, who was god-awful. Um, so you're in better times if you're a Colts fan. Don't let this one loss tonight, Thursday night football is when we're recording, um, affect, your, affect your mojo too much. Just remember this play. Exactly. I can remember where I was at. Like exactly when this play happened, I was outside of my home and I was grilling steaks. And I remember I had a little small TV to my right. And like on Sundays, like that's what I did. I like, I would get up, I'd go and like, just hang out, you know, with the boys. I'd, I'd play let's hear it for the boys. That song from the eighties, everybody should love. And I remember it was like getting late into the night. I'd had some beers um, and I was, picking a steak up off the grill and I saw them line up and I just stood there and froze and the steak <laughs> fell off of my pitchfork and hit the cement. So I was double mad. <laughs> I had just got done cooking up a badass steak and I see that and then it just completely ruined my night. So yeah, like you said though, the, uh, the, the Colts as a franchise will never be that low again. I don't think, I don't think you can get that low. Do you think their plan was like one – they'd face one down lineman and be two versus one, and that's what they were planning on, and they just freaked out when there was two down linemen? I that's think the they were planning on them to be like getting ready to like 
I, I, I honestly don't know. I think that maybe for some reason he thought Bill Belichick was going to go into the prevent defense. I don't know what he thought. Like, I really don't. I, maybe yeah. he thought that, like, Bill thought it was a commercial break and they were just going to do that. I don't, I don't understand it. It's the worst play. The worst. worst play of all time. All time. It and is if you haven't time. seen it, you got to go watch the video to match the audio that we just played. So go watch it. Makes it way better. Yes. If you want a link to that video, you can head over to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash garage guys. Uh, not only will you find the links to our flashback YouTube Friday videos, but you will also find DFS rankings by Drew and other goody goods. So get over there today, patreon.com, become a subscriber, become an official garage fan member by going to patreon.com slash garage guys. Uh, let's, let's get into this game though. Uh, Thursday night football, Houston versus Indianapolis an AFC South showdown rodeo time. Always like fun. Like when, when you think, like I think of this as like a, a miniature, like um, Ravens, like Texans kind of because because like the Colts, like with Jacoby and like what they they've kind of done in Indianapolis. Like you think it could be like that. It has like a shootout feel, but it's like a like a like you know not like a a varsity. It's like a junior varsity shootout feel. It had. Yeah, it's like the battle of the teams that will probably get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And it, and it also feels like feels like these teams play each other like three or four times a year, right? Right, exactly. I mean, they're the divisional. They're in the same division. They do their thing. And it's just like you expect good matchups divisional. You expect a lot of, like, pride and passion in those games. So it was, uh, it was fun as hell to, uh, to be able to, to get to, you know, get hyped up for it. But ultimately – didn't end up um, that entertaining in the first half. I thought the first half was trash. Uh, we just saw defenses, defensive scores were just racking up. If you played a showdown tonight on DraftKings, you know, you, and you started both defenses, you started out hot. And, I mean, everybody normally does when you're playing showdown. If you're going to have the defenses, you're going to start off hot. And then you got to take the risk of seeing what happens and how it plays out. <clears throat> but we didn't see the game really pick up to the second half. And that's when we started seeing, you know, a lot of – a lot of points picking up for like Will Fuller and then DeAndre Hopkins. And then how about Jonathan Williams, dude? Colts running yeah. back. Racked yeah, 26 up 24. cares. Yeah, it was nuts, man. Uh, that's the story of the game is it was the two weapons of the Texans and Fuller and Hopkins who everyone kind of expected. And then the big story was they just were persistent with the running game. I mean, they gave me the ball 25 mm. times, 26 times, which is crazy. I don't think anyone expected that. No, not at all. I mean, like, I mean, when you look at salaries for like Naheem Hines, and then like, even uh, who was the other guy? There, there's another fellow. Yeah, Wilkins. Like, their salaries were way higher, and then like you had Jonathan Williams as the low guy on the totem pole, and there was a couple lineups I had Williams in, and then when I found out Fuller was a full go, like I went and swapped stuff up, and I wish I'd have kept him in because you're winning lineup tonight. If you had Hopkins, Jonathan Williams, Fuller. Watson, Jacoby Brissett, and Erica Braun, you murdered. You murdered the night. That that is the best that it could get right there. Um, and obviously, you know, having Hopkins or Fuller in your flex was like key. So just yeah. a great fantasy game for them. You know, it's a good bounce back game for Deshaun Watson, even though he only got he still got under 20 points. Um, and uh, on DraftKings, I think it was 19.92 is what he ended up with. Still way better than last week. 
you don't ever expect to see Watson have a week like he had last week. It was just a complete stinker. So um, good to see him have a little bounce back here. And like I said, you're always going to have like that kind of feel to this AFC South game. But ended up to be decent, man, a decent fantasy night, especially for those that picked up Jonathan Williams on the waiver wire this week. Um, and if he is out there on the on your waiver wire, definitely go pick him up. I think we had one of our loyal Garage fan followers on Twitter, Larry. Shout out to Larry, the real one. Um, he hit up asking if he should drop um, if he should drop uh, David Montgomery for Williams, and I said no, sir. Probably don't want to do that. I think that there might still be a little something left in the tank, but I think he had Jalen Samuels. And if James Conner's coming back soon, like I think that Samuels would maybe be like somebody that could be like a little bit flashy to drop to pick up this guy, especially if, you know, Mac is pretty much expected to be done for the rest of the season, you know? Just one month. It's it's come out. Just one month for Just Mac. Just one month. <clears throat> yeah. So he's We're trying learning. To come back to, yeah. Ha- I mean, pass news. But, hey, they might not make the playoffs anymore. I mean, they're at six and five now, and – if he's out a month, then might be out for the season. See what I'm saying? True. So big thoughts. I, mean, I can't believe we're at that point in the year where we're saying a month out and the season's pretty much will be over. So it's got about a little over a month left. It's crazy. We're rolling into the holiday seasons. A lot of stuff coming up. Gonna be cray cray. Getting ready for Thanksgiving next week. <clears throat> By the way, we we're gonna have we're gonna have some kind of surprise for you guys for the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, me and Drew are going to be brainstorming on it. I'm sure we'll be dropping some hints coming in the next week. So we'll have something fun cooked up for you guys for next Thursday while you're probably helping all of your family cook up things. So it'll be the Friday morning for Black Friday. While you're out shopping, you'll you'll be listening to something, something. So we'll figure that out. Um, but, yeah, holiday season is a great time of the year. Um, colder weather. Lots of love in the air. Lots of shitty times. I'm already thinking about something I want to do for me and you. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and and talk about it and see if you'd be interested. But I would like for me and you both to weigh in, officially weigh in on Wednesday, see what our weight is. We write that down. And then on Sunday when we record, whoever has gained the most weight wins. Oh, wow. Between me and you. Because I'm assuming both me and you will stuff our face that weekend. Probably so. I'm a, I tend to stay away from sweets though. Like I'm not a big sweet eater like at all. So even on the holidays, like I just, I, I can't do it. I don't know where it is, but I will tell you this, bro. I will go ham on like some turkey <laughs> and some rice and gravy. And it works out perfectly. <clears throat> I'm not a big sweets guy. So cranberry we'll be... sauce. You like cranberry sauce? Nah, not really. Bro, I'm a cranberry sauce fiend, bro. I will literally. I'll have plenty there. to eat. And plenty to drink, alcohol-wise, but I will not have any sweets. I'll have plenty to smoke. So, okay. you'll have plenty to drink. Which could, which could lead to eating. It will. It will. So, it's like a complete munchies fest because, like, since I've been on the, the cloud life um, and, and stepped a little away from the, from the drink life, um, the cloud life has, is definitely uh, uh, more of a uh, – uh, approved pick for Thanksgiving because, like, you're just spaced out, you're watching football, and you're just eating. So – yeah. Yeah. What do you think about it? But what can we what can we put on the line for most weight gained? I want to figure out some kind of a subscription to uh, Jenny Craig. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. I'm not going to Jenny Craig. I figured you would go. Nah. Maybe if I could wear like I'd have to get like a leotard <laughs> and a headband. I would do that. 
just imagine like oh my god just like full blown just like 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 a little package just like bulging out of a leotard like walking into there with these women like i would be kicked out immediately there would be like i would probably have like a wanted poster around town i think they'd be like we need this guy here it's good for maybe publicity it could be i would be like uh when eddie murphy tried to play that guy i can't richard simmons he tried to play richard simmons on the night professor and he come out and he was like let's sweat it was like macho macho man that's probably another movie you've never seen i haven't seen it jesus christ true let's move forward <laughs> um you have so, a big announcement <clears throat> i do i do have a big announcement what 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 ended as of today mercury retrograde is over guys it's done officially was over on the 20th no more bad vibes no more bad juju and most importantly no more excuses as to why you fuck shit up at work so it's time to get your shit together boys and girls um the the mercury is out of the retro microwave and now that also means that it's time for us to uh to get back on our our uh, good dfs and gambling grind so we should we should start seeing some some good returns now some good money rolling in. Um, so I will be looking forward to playing some DFS on Sunday. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about a couple of guys that we like and we don't like going through the Sunday slate for week number 12. Goodness boy. So yeah, we'll be discussing that, but yeah, now that it's over, it's just uh, it's beautiful days in paradise. Shout out to the clock. Clock. We love you clock. The clock's happy that Mercury retrogrades over. So everybody else should be too. So celebrate maybe take a you know take this weekend just get really shitty and um and just celebrate that there's no more bad vibes in the air but don't call your ex because there will be bad vibes in the air after that it's guaranteed don't get too drunk and call your ex Never just make sure you get drunk and hit subscribe on the Patreon that's it page. get fucked up go to patreon.com slash garage guys and just be like oh they said to man like tell whoever like is in charge of your finances like if i don't do this like i might not like, you know, be saved during the apocalypse or some shit. Like, you never know. And, like, you don't want to be left behind when the zombies come. So you need to get a subscription to Garage Guys. It's zombie-free and also very informative. And you never know when the zombies are coming. You don't. You don't. We'll tell them again. It's like, it's hot out here today. Yeah, it's hot, too. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, you got to drop it on them. You got to drop it like it's hot. And the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. That's it. Dude, I got speaking of like like dude, thinking about that song reminds me of like the mid two thousands and the early two thousands. Um Good times. just wanted just wanted to take some time before we get to this slate, man, just to, you know, kick and have a little garage talk, man. Um so I've been like, you know, I've been having issues with my cell phone. You know, I've got an iPhone, I got the iPhone X. Um not I don't I don't rock the plus. I just I got the normal phone. Like I ever since I had the six plus. Like I, it was just too much. It was too big. And I kind of went back down to a smaller size screen and I enjoy that. And I like that simple. Um, but my phone got cracked a while back and it's been like almost a year since it's been cracked. And for, for insurance purposes, if anybody ever listened to this song or this, this song, this podcast, um, and, and heard that, then they would probably not try to refund me. So I don't know. I might try to skate some lines and see what we can do for insurance purposes. But, um, yeah. I wouldn't know anything about this. Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> right? It's crazy. Um, so, 
anyway, my phone's been fucking up. It's been spazzing real bad. And like when I'm typing like on my keyboard, like it'll like, it's like a ghost finger just takes over and just starts like typing random letters and spacing. Like it's sent out a couple of tweets. I've had to delete very quickly with like X's and G's and like people would probably thought I had a seizure. Yeah. Like people would probably literally be like, Oh my God, Chase is having a seizure. Like, holy shit. Like we should call for help. But it's Do you like, remember oh. that stretch of text messages you sent me. It was like six in a row and they were all messed up and you were like, yeah, Man, my phone is out of hand. I kept like, saying, you were like, I'm sorry, like eight times <laughs> and it just was spelling it differently every time it was bad. But yeah, so like I've been I've been thinking like, you know, I got I got to find a way to get a new phone. Well, I just so happened to be um, on YouTube the other day and I was scrolling down and I saw an ad for Motorola. And I was like, holy shit, like, what is this? They're releasing a new phone and it said Razor. And if you, oh boy. Remember the razors, the Motorola razor. That was the phone of the decade. Like if you didn't have a razor, like and you weren't Bluetooth and ringtones to your boys, like and and the, and the chicks, like you you weren't living. Like I'm talking the T9 text life, downloading like audio clips. T9. Recording. Oh my god! Bro. I thought I would never. Yeah, this is amazing. Yes. I think I got to hear more about this. Please tell me you're going to consider buying a razor. So the razor now is being released. I think it was released actually uh, on Thursday. So yesterday, you're listening to this now on Friday, yesterday, and today while we're recording, just confused the fuck out of you. Um, but yeah, the, the razor's out now. Supposedly you can get it. And they have, Motorola found a way to literally make a flip phone that will flip up to a smartphone and has apps and you can, it's a touch screen and it's a full face touch screen, just like an iPhone or a Samsung galaxy. It it's is still incredible. a flip phone. They kept the, the throwback vibe. Yeah. Right? It's a, it, that it, was it, a, I don't know how they did it though. Like I still have yet to like look up the technology and like how it works, but they have found a way to take a glass. Like what, what we use on iPhones is like a glass slate, basically like a little like slab that you know you use as your you know it's like a basically a phone that used to be a pda that's what we all use now it's a smartphone they found a way to fold one in half and that is absurd to me like i don't understand how they did this i want to know what aliens they got this technology from and what dimension or planet they were from because like this, i feel like this is going to help us in the in the long run like like one day when I grow up and I become the guy from ancient aliens that, that does the quotes and says aliens all the time. Cause like, uh, so I'm gonna be when I grow up, when I become him, I want to be able to know about this and where it came from and who was there around. Yeah, this is a uh, exciting news for me. I mean, I think you sent me a link to a video for the razor and I immediately said like, I don't even care what the, like what the specs are. Sign me up. just yeah. all the memories from, from us being, <clears throat> teenagers and uh you know ringtones you. Were, yeah ringtones and like i forget the games that were on a razor but playing games on the razor was a big deal yeah i used and, to download and downloading wallpapers off like that i had yes AT, so downloading like wallpapers from like and like getting in trouble with like your parents because like you spent three dollars on a maxim like woman of the month like mm -hmm. wallpaper like, <laughs> that was the shit i used to do with my razor but now they're back, and like I'm, I'm literally, seriously considering going back to an Android just to get this phone. So I think that Chase is not 100%, but I'm 99.7% sure that I'm a Razor Boy now, and I'm back to Razor life. Chase, Chase the Razor Boy. I it's think too bad I uh, 
I just upgraded to the iPhone 11 or I would probably join you being a razor boy. You know, these are my sacrifices I have to make though, because like, I have to think about this deep. Like, you know, I love the camera on an iPhone. Like there's nothing like it. There's nothing like to being able to pull my phone out of my pocket and get an amazing video or, you know, an amazing 4k shot, you know, on a camera. Like when I don't have my GoPro with me, like that's just a fucking awesome thing to be able to do. So I know that, you know, typically you're not going to have that great of a camera on an Android because they tend to focus on other things. So I may have to like, you know, get another iPhone just for the side, like, like a Kevin Gates two phone situation. I may yeah. have to go there because I'm going to need that for content, obviously, but just for my phone itself, dude, like how badass it would be just to be like walking around somewhere and you just flip that bitch up and you're just like, what's up? And you flip it down to hang up. Like that's the beauty of it right there. And then you get, you get cool apps like everything else too. Automatic conversation starters. Like somebody says, is that a razor? And then there you go. You got a new like, friend. Hell yeah, it's a razor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got Wi-Fi hey, and Bluetooth. I fully support the two phone life. Um, I originally was upset about it when I had to carry two phones. I had one for work. Um, but it's, it's come in handy several times when you think it's not going to come in handy. You're like, man, why am I carrying this dead weight around? But then your phone dies, your main phone, and you realize you can still get that Uber home, uh, with that second phone. So it's, it's a good little backup plan. I've actually enjoyed throwing my, my work phone in my back pocket and I kind of forget about it. So I'll, I'm, I'm all in for the two phone life. All right. Well, I think I'm about to have to do the same thing. So yeah, garage, garage fam, we're officially uh, well, I am, I don't know about you, but I'm officially razor boy. Um, and you can be razor boy too. I'm, I might even go buy a razor scooter. What's the price of the razor boy to be a razor boy? I think it's the same price to be like an Apple boy. I think it's like a thousand dollars for the phone outright. So I'm sure the financing options are going to be just about the same as an iPhone because they're wanting it. No to way. Yeah, man. The technology dude, dude, it's, it's a, literally, it's like, it's like folding your iPhone in half. That's going to hurt in the not being able to beat the pricing. Yeah. So I don't know. I do be, I mean, you got to think, man, like that's, that's technology we've never seen. That is I foldable, agree. foldable smartphone. That is a foldable smartphone. I agree. I, I'm just so think- ready to get to the store to see it and just touch it and feel it and see what it's really made of. And if it's, cause if it's glass, I just, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't understand it. I, I've got to yeah. go see it with my own eyes. Yeah. So, you need to see that and report back. Yeah, and, any, and anybody out there listening to this now, like if you go to a cell phone store like today at some point or tomorrow, tweet at us and let us know what's up. Do a video. We'll retweet it. Like we'll get it out there because we, we need to let the garage fam and the world know like what's going on. And my, my big question before we get off the subject, is Paris Hilton going to get one? Because I feel like she should get a free one because she started like the razor movement with the pink razor. Yeah, I agree. And one question: Did you do BBM? Uh, BBM was that after Razor? I I, I skipped. Well, that's BlackBerry, BlackBerry Messenger, man. I had I had a Pearl for a little while after the Razor. I had a BlackBerry Pearl, and then I had the BlackBerry Torch um, when it came out. I had an iPhone 3GS, and I went to the BlackBerry Torch. Okay, so that I was skipped right the BlackBerry died. That was a big phase. Was like BlackBerry messaging, and I skipped that phase. So I was curious if you got got into that. Well, for some reason, like when I, I dated a girl uh, when I was in college from Laurel, Mississippi, and she uh, had a BlackBerry. And so I got a BlackBerry basically to appease her because she used BBM for everything. And like, but oh, she had a beta boy, huh? 
Yeah, a little bit, man. I did it. I did it for the girl, man. It was at that point. It was at that point in my life, dude. I was just like, man, it was like this, you know, this, this for JJ real good. And, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, take care of that. So if she wants to talk to me on the BBM, like, I'll, you know, I'll see what it's, I'll see what's up. I'll see what's about. Yeah. That sacrifice. You were willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. For the, for the potential gain. Yeah, dude. It was for the game. I learned a lot in that relationship. But um, but uh, that's a that's a story for another day. But yeah, I had it, and then uh, when we broke up, I, I took my ass straight back to iPhone. And I remember <laughs> she tried she tried to message me on BBM, and she texted me and was like, "Did you get rid of your black?" I was like, "Yeah, I, I dropped that shit yesterday. I'm back to my iPhone." And she got so mad about that, but that's when she realized it was really over. The way I broke up yeah. with this girl was horrible too, dude. Like I literally called her while she was in the middle of getting her tires changed. Like, it's just going to make me sound like such a dick. She was getting her tires changed one day, and I was just like, yo, this ain't working out. Like, with no explanation, and just, like, dropped her. Cause, like, this so, you went from beta, beta boy to just acting <laughs> like you didn't care. It's a, it's a big swing. Well, this other chick that I liked more at the time. like Wow, player chase. Like, she started, like, you know, player she started chase. just, like, coming up a little bit, and I was like, damn, I was like, I got I to gotta roll with this, you know. Like, you know, I, I shoot my shot. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was one of those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that was, it's, that it's was the phase of your life. Yeah, it's life. You know, you learn, you live and you learn, do things. But, uh, but yeah, I'd say everything worked out the way it needed to. But, uh, and razor now you're going to buy a razor and you're going to come full circle. Well, I don't know. I don't have a girl that's got a razor. So, I'm going to be the boy that's got the razor. I'm going to make other girls get razors. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. There I'm going to make them go. I'm a razor boy, like little peeps of Beamer boy. I'm a razor boy. All right. And then, uh, let's quickly. <laughs> That was uh that was good good times right there good 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 throwback brought me really brought me back right there Drew yeah the old days yeah, good of good times good Man. times if I didn't have my upgrade I'd be joining you as a uh, Rager boy but hey I wanted to get your thoughts on Miles Garrett yeah so let's let's discuss this this is my next thing I wanted to get into um, I had a tweet well the tweets come out today with Adam Schefter uh, basically Miles finally came out and said that there was a racial slur. Uh, targeted him, which was my initial like thought that like there was obviously something more said. Like you're not just going to set somebody as well composed as Miles Garrett off like that. And so I saw where they tweeted that out today, and then there was a couple people. I think one of the, I think a friend of the podcast, one of the one of the guys that follows us, he's in the Garage Fam. Um, Tommy Garrett, respect the guy, love the guy to death. Um, he just felt a little bit differently about the situation than I did, and uh, you know he stated his case. But I came back and said like. You know, it just <clears throat> you can call me crazy or whatever you want to. It just does not make sense for Miles Garrett to come out and do something like that. Like, I feel like I've watched Miles Garrett enough since he's been in the league, the type of person he is. I've watched a lot of behind-the-scenes shit with him. He's just not that kind of guy. He's not the kind of guy that's just going to get snappy because somebody put their arm around their helmet. Like, he's smarter than that. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to put himself in jeopardy of, like, losing time. It had to have been something really bad that triggered him. And, and I said that last week, and now that this has come out, there's also reports that this was mentioned, like, after the game, but it did, never got media attention. And nobody ever said anything about it. Um, That's I interesting. Mean, I don't know how you feel about it. And, I mean, you feel free to take the floor on this right now. Because, but I personally, I'm like, I, I, got, I got miles back, dude. I got miles back. I think Mason Rudolph's a little fucker. I haven't liked him even since he started in the league. Um, his face makes me mad. I don't like – he looks like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. And then um, there's also shit coming out there that he bit Miles Garrett. 
Um, so I, there's all kinds of shit that's happening now, but people say it's not a good look for him to wait for a week. And like, I get that, but it's like, at the same time, it's just like, yeah, it is what it is. Like, I just, I cannot believe that Miles Garrett would just do something like that over a dude, just like getting pissy and putting a, a, his arm over his helmet. He would not sling a helmet at him for that. Like he's just too right. composed for that. Yeah. I was more on. So I think we came on the podcast last week and, we both said there's more to the story and I'm, I'm definitely not, I was not super, super like against Miles Garrett and I'm still not, but I was much more on the, um, on the side of the argument of, of Tommy. Um, that's his name, right? Your our follower, Tommy. Yeah. Tommy Garrett. Yeah. Tommy. I, I went and liked his comments just because I'm of the opinion that if somebody's name is getting, you know, thrown in the mud, they're not going to let that happen for a week. They're not going to sit back and let their name be thrown in the mud for a week before they come out and say there was a racial slur. To me, that just seems like basic common sense that if you're Miles Garrett, even if he did try to say something and the media didn't give it attention, he would have made a point to, I mean, if it was you chase and your name was getting thrown around, I mean, he was, let's be honest, Miles Garrett's name was bashed more than anybody in recent memory in terms of that. And, and I hate that. And I hate that for him because. Yeah. But why didn't he defend himself? Like to me, I, that's why I liked Tommy's point on your, on your, he commented on your, on your post. And I think you know, that was noteworthy. I don't, I don't know Miles Garrett personally, you know, obviously, but I feel like I know him like just from like watching him and watching his shit from him growing up being at A&M and then coming into the league. And like, I've, I've followed him for a while. I think he's, you know, he's one of my favorite defensive players. And so I followed him just a favorite guy. Like he loves Fleetwood Mac. I'm a big Fleetwood Mac guy. Like we had a lot in common and like, it's just, you don't see a lot of people like that, like, like that are coming into the league that are like appreciative of like, you know, the older shit, like you got a couple of players out there and those players that are out there that are like appreciative of like old music and just have like a, a very different structural tone about who they are. Like I definitely take a liking to those players and like miles is one of them, but here's, th this is my theory. Okay. This is my theory. When everything happened, you know, when you're so pissed off, you literally like go in, you can black out, you can go into a rage mode. You don't know what happens like, and it can happen. And like, it takes an awful lot to trigger somebody to get to that, to that point, just depending on how mentally tough you are. And I don't think anybody should question Miles Garrett's mental toughness. We've seen shit happen in the past where like people have tried to kind of start shit and ruffle with him and shit pushing on him. And he's been above it. Okay. So for this to happen, I automatically had that assumption, but at the end of that game, he realized like, fuck, like, I'm done. Like, do I want to be the guy that's going to come out here and make this about race? Do I want to be the guy that's going to come out here and do all this stuff? Or, or is he just, like, probably so – and I feel like he was probably so just caught up, like, in that moment, sitting there just realizing, like, I'm not going to play football for the rest of this year. Like, and just zoned out, just kind of like, holy fuck. And if you go watch his post-game videos, you can tell that he's just kind of like out of it. And he's just like, you know, he was very remorseful, very sorry for his actions. But, you know, it, I think that he was more sorry for his actions because he realized how bad that he fucked up and he, how much he fucked up his team. So, you know, it, it could go for like, I, I just don't think, I don't necessarily think he's one of those people that want that attention when it comes to like the racial slurs or like other stuff like that. Like, he's just not one of those guys. So I think that maybe he mentioned something about it, like to a coach, like to Dorsey or something like that. Because like Dorsey had some some thoughts on it too, about like what was said or if words were said. 
But I think that Miles is one of the people like, you know, I don't want to make a big deal about this and this or get any, you know, anybody else. I think because like he really was remorseful and realized he didn't want to get anybody in trouble. But then the media gets a hold of it and now it's here. And now he's going to be like, well, it's already out. So yeah, that's, this is what was said. This is what happened. And if that, I hope that makes sense of the way I just kind of put that, but that's, that's basically the way that I think it is. I think that he's just one of those guys. He did not want to make it bigger than it was because he was more worried about just like trying to process the fact that he ain't going to play football no more for the rest of this year. And now he's just like, well, fuck it. If I can appeal this and I need to be honest and I need to be out in the open about what happened. Right. I get that argument and I'm somewhere in the middle. Like I think that something definitely happened more than, than we know, more than people will know. And, And I think Rudolph should have actually been suspended a game for what he did. If you watch the video, he actually tried to pull his helmet off originally. Um, yeah. So uh, there's something that happened. I don't know what it is. I just think that it's crappy that a week after the fact, we're getting the racial piece of it. And, you know, I don't know what's true. What's not true. It's not, it's not our job. It's not me and your job to figure out. Um, but originally I think way too many people overreacted to what he did. I know it was crazy. Not, not condemning yeah, it's it, like, but this is this it's dude's like first thing. Like his, this is like his first thing. I get that it was bad and all, but it's just like don't jump to conclusions. Like, like I said before, if it was Vontez Burfitt doing this kind of shit, yeah. then that's one thing. <laughs> that was my next point, dude. He literally like he he has gotten away with taking someone's head off eight nine times, and he gets a he gets a game suspension, and people keep rolling, and it just until until recently, Burfitt was doing this stuff all the time. Um, yeah finally and that's his personality and like people 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 tend to like overlook it because he carries this badass bad boy personality miles garrett doesn't embody that he is not that he is not out here trying to put that presentation on either but if he comes back if he comes back we don't know yet how mean you will judge him if he comes back and he's straight laced and doesn't get in trouble is not out there doing that you know if he doesn't do anything again i trust that then then we're good we're good but if he comes back and he's has any kind of similar behavior, then I don't think we have much more to say, right? I'll That's, agree with you on that. If he comes back out there and just does some random shit again like that, then that's another story. But the, yeah. the problem with that is we won't get to see that until 2020. <laughs> that's right. That's so, right. That's that. But, yeah, um, the state of the pro league right now, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Pro League, I'm in 10th place. Drew is holding it down for the underground right now. Um, looking at just where we're at, like, yeah, like, Homie Drew is in third place, um, and I want to say that you have – have you clinched? Yeah, I think I'm third and looking like I can possibly get up to second this week if I uh, take care of business. Boy, so, look at you. I'm coming. Looking I've been on like – I think I'm on a five-game win streak, I think. You're, dude, yeah, your record right now is eight and three compared to my four and seven record. I fucked up bad, and I told you guys on the show last week I overslept Sunday, and that was a huge fuck for me and a good bit of my league. So – I've been uh, staying on top, making sure I don't do that again um, on Sunday. But, yeah, other than that, uh, right now, Adam Ronis, dude, he has been running the league. He had the first pick of the draft. He's 9-2. and two. Um, Mike Dempsey's right behind him in second at 8-3. and three. And you're right there tied with Dempsey. Um, I, I beat Dempsey. <laughs> beat that's him. Who, that, I guess that's who – well, let's see. No, he's going to have a bye, right? That's how that would work. Yeah. You gotta, I don't know. I don't know. we got to figure something out, man. He's got to lose right now maybe i can jump him this week in the regular season then i'll get the bye dang it dempsey boy complaining on the draft just complaining in life fix your life mike uh dan Samborski, 
the homie with the with the sabermetric seven and four in fourth place. Uh, Howard Bender in fifth. We got Nate Hamilton in sixth. Got our boy D Brown, winner of the uh, the pro league spot uh, at five and six. And then Scott Engel came back alive last week, beat me. <laughs> I had all the points on my bench. Was so pissed, and uh, he he didn't set his lineup for a couple weeks, and he's in eighth place. Incredible. He had Antonio Brown for a few weeks. Um, and then slotting him in. Yeah, dude. Order. <laughs> and then behind me, behind me, we got we got Ross Bolin at three and eight, and then Josh Hayes, second year in a row, complete trash, two and nine. Uh, I feel for Josh, man. I don't even know if he's going to want to come back and play next season, but. Uh, shit's, shit's heating up in the pro league We play that over on Sleeper If you don't have Sleeper yet I don't know what you're doing with your life Go download the Sleeper app uh, It's the official fantasy football app Of Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast So get over to Sleeper Download the app Start a league with your friends It's never too early or too late And there's also message boards So year round you literally can keep up And stay with what is going on in the football world um, And they got a lot more new developments Coming out as well So just, uh, I'm loving it. Yeah, First year doing it. Pod. Yeah, I mean, I'm comparing it to ESPN, which I've always used. And, I mean, I know we're obviously pro sleeper for the podcast, but I'm also just from a user perspective, I'm really enjoying sleeper um, so far this year. It's the future, man. It's the way of the future, as uh, as Leonardo DiCaprio said on The Aviator. The way of the future. The way of the future. The way of the future. All right, Drew Zafine. You ready to roll into this Sunday slate for week 12? Let's get into it. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. All right. So, starting out Sunday, November 24th, Broncos-Bills. When I look at this game, I see a, a, a stallion riding into the sunset. He's also high as fuck, and he's rolling into the state of Buffalo where it's probably going to be, like, snowing because it's getting that time of year. And then this buffalo just comes, and it just completely, like, bombards this, this horse. And then the, 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 the horse asks where the food at. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen, basically. The Bills are going to piss on the Broncos and then feed them like Prince gave Charlie Murphy grapes and pancakes. Over, under – Two interceptions for the Bills against the against Denver. Um, there will be some exceptions. I will say. I think, over, so. I, will say over I think we see. Down. I think we see him exposed a little bit. Allen exposed a little bit this game. Just feels like he hasn't had that game yet where he's really really struggled. And if we've learned anything, a lot of these rookies come out with a splash and they come back down to earth. That's what happened to his long lost cousin Kyle Allen. So maybe Kyle it'll happen Allen, to him. Um, Caucasian Kyle. Caucasian Kyle. Caucasian Kyle and Caucasian Cam. <laughs> Cam Allen. Like, they, this is a triangle. We, dude, this is the Bermuda Triangle. Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, Cam Newton. That's the Bermuda Triangle. Wow. We Amelia, found it. Amelia Earnhardt. Like – Achoo! I sneezed. Amelia Earnhardt literally like is somewhere between those three people. This is getting nowhere. I don't know where these thoughts. I'm having my thoughts right now. But I'm well, gonna be, we were talking about Brandon Allen and Kyle Allen. Well, there's a lot of Allens. 
there's a lot of Allen. So Brandon Allen's quarterback for Broncos, correct? Yeah, I'm saying we see Brandon Allen come down and have a rookie game, kind of like we saw Kyle Allen have against. Yeah, there's too many Allens. There's too many Allens because, like, I was confused because, yes, I think that the interceptions are going to come for the Bills' defense, and I thought you were talking about Josh Allen. No, 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 no. Okay, good. All right, we're on the same page here. That was that was a that was an epiphany moment on Garage Guys Fantasy Sports podcast between Chase and Drew in the Bermuda Triangle with Amelia Earnhardt and Cam Newton. There you that go. was a that was a beautiful moment right there. But yeah, I will say this. So yeah, I definitely see that happening. Uh, I think the Bills are gonna gonna do damage, do work. Um, I'm loving the one player. I will say that that I think I have a, a little bit of uh, of confidence in. In this game, you know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I have a lot of com- no. You'd be surprised. No, I have a wow. lot of confidence in the homie Devin Singletary this week. I do too. The reason why the Broncos defense, you know, they they've been exposed some here and there. They're supposed to be this good defense, this and that. I think that we're going to see just a finally like I mean, Josh Allen's going to do his thing. Don't get me wrong, but for fantasy purposes, this is a great week to start Devin Singletary. I don't know why this feeling is hitting me, but it, it's soaking in so much right now. I want Singletary in all of my DFS lineups. I want him there. Just imagining and seeing him do this. Like, it's going to remind me of, like, he's going to remind us of a young Marshawn Lynch when he used to play for the Bills this week. Is that I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. This is going to happen. This is coming. You like him because he's good. I mean, he's a good football player, yeah. and the only reason we're not seeing him rewarded yet is – I mean, we, we've seen him take over the backfield, but they're still using Gore. Um, so, I mean, Chase, if I'm being honest here, I'm saying if you start him, you're either going to love that decision or you're going to be so mad when Frank Gore comes in at the two-yard line and gets your touchdown. So, if you're willing to live with that result, go for it. I think I'm willing to put him in some lineups. I know I'm – you know how big I am on Singletary. I picked him up in two or three leagues this year, season long. So, I've been starting him every week, and I don't plan on stopping that's big facts right there from a from a big factor. Big factor. It drew drew the big factor. Real stuff. Broncos side of the ball. Um, you gotta give a little bit of love here, obviously. Um, to to probably I don't know. I, so this is my dilemma. I think this is gonna be a running back game for sure. I think that the majority of the yep. fantasy points scored are gonna come from run, running backs. I I can't put my thumb on it like I mean obviously Lindsay's the first choice but like uh, there's also like a small part of me that thinks that Royce Freeman could like have like a, a, a touchdown don't do in this it. game don't do it. I'm not starting him I'm not starting him I'm not and I'm not recommending it but like just like I said it's just gonna be a lot of running going on in this game and, and I see that and I think it's gonna be a lot of run game centered so just keep that in mind garage fam is all I'm saying yeah I'm a big Lindsay fan this week he's underpriced on DraftKings at 5.2 um, so I know it's a Bills defense and that's not the best matchup, but Lindsay's been trending up. It's going back to where it was end of last year where Lindsay was the main guy and Freeman's kind of the, the clear backup. He's still relevant. He's definitely, he's kind of like a Frank Gore to Devin Singletary. Honestly, it's, it's very similar. You know, um, it's crazy. Everybody's like wondering, like, are we going to see like the Deshaun Hamilton resurgence? Like we saw last season, like, are we going to see Deshaun like break out? Cause like Deshaun saved a lot of people. Um, their lives in fantasy, especially getting through the playoffs last year. Um, I know that he's listed as active. Um, he had kind of like a knee issue or whatever going on, but like um, he's just, nope. he's like the third guy. It's just, so it's just, he was like a one hit wonder. Yeah. They're using Tim Patrick, man. He had uh, eight targets last week and um, 
four catches for 77 yards. So I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know if it's a talent issue, if it's just been beat out in practice, or if it's I think it's a quarterback issue. Something's wrong. Could be. It seems like everybody's. I mean, the the three relevant guys here: are Lindsey, Fant, and um, and, and Sutton, right? Right. Yeah. I'm I'm a little weary about starting Noah Noah Fant this year. I mean, this this game. I don't I don't think that Noah Fant. I think that the the Bills defense is pretty pretty good against tight end. So right. I'll be a little be a little weary of starting him. But uh, yeah, total run game. I like the run run plays in this in this in this matchup here. Should be low scoring. Yes, Giants Bears. I kind of like this. I think that this could be like a sneaky game that could end up being like really like fantasy relevant, kind of like, you know, the Jets and the, the Dolphins were. So, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like – attacking from this game. I like the Giants, obviously. I like Daniel Jones in this game. Uh, this defense has, like, not been the same, obviously. And, and I don't think that they're ready to wake up. Like, normally I can, like, feel like when a wake-up week's coming – but I feel like that this is just going to be one of those games where we just keep seeing mediocrity. Chuck Bagano has fully, like, embedded himself in that team, and that's why we're seeing this. So we may see, like, the fake punt on defense. Um, it could happen. <laughs> so they just give him a free open lane. Um, Khalil Mack would probably quit that day. He would probably walk off the field and go home if that ever happened to Chicago. And I hope to God it never does. But I love Daniel Jones this week. I'm big on on our homie uh, on our homie uh, what is it uh, 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 Slayton. Darius Slayton Darius Slayton big on our homie Slayton this week um, got some Saquon action Red Ellison is out with a concussion so we might see some more Evan Ingram come in and remember Chicago has been horrible at covering the tight end so this might be a really good Evan Ingram week with Red Ellison out the picture because Red Ellison has just been like. He's been, like, around and lingering and, like, he's pissed off a lot of Ingram owners. So, this could be your, your true week to, like, really get Evan Ingram rocking and rolling and getting your lineup. I know he's been kind of in and out, but th this could be it. But I think Daniel Jones has a great game on the Bears' side of the ball. It could go one of two ways. It can either be a complete stinker performance or we could see David Montgomery do work. And I think that David Montgomery has one of the best shots at doing work this week. So I do like him on that side of the ball. I think that as far as the throw in it, we've already pretty much seen that, like, you know, Matt Nagy has no trust in Mitchell Trubisky. I think that a lot of confidence is lost on that offense. They're probably going to just be doing some bunch of random shit running the ball. I think running the ball is your safest thing you have at this point with the Bears offense. So that's why I like, you know, Tariq Cohen, you know, getting some, some you know, catches out the backfield, and I like David Montgomery. And that's really kind of where I'm at with that Bears offense. I, you know, you got a, a lot of Allen Robinson owners out there still, you know, holding on. I'm one of them. I have him in one of the leagues that I'm actually, you know, a contender in. So, it's it's frustrating to watch, man. Just It's just they're so hit or miss with this offense. Yeah, frustrating year overall if you have Saquon or you have these Bears guys. Um, I don't really agree with you on the on the Giants side. I think this is a game we see the Bears defense come out and have a great game. Um, I see a, a strip sack and definitely some sacks. I just I like Daniel Jones a lot, and I think there's certain matchups I want to target him. This is not one of them. I don't really like his his pocket presence for for people coming around the edge. That's why I don't like him this week. Um, I might ha I definitely agree with you on the Evan Ingram take. I think that's the guy you want if you're going to play the Giants side. Maybe a touch of Saquon, but not too much on the bear side. Uh, I've been big on Taylor Gabriel all year and he's kind of emerged as their number two receiver. And when Robinson's being covered, um, 
Gabriel saw more than 10 targets last week and no one really knows or talks about it. So just keep that in mind. The guy gets open a lot. He's quick. He's fast. And if you want to take a shot against this Giants defense, uh, look to Taylor Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel's been kind of like that under-the-radar guy that's like – and he's still somehow like being slept on. So, I mean, I, I will I will take you up on that for sure. But, <clears throat> dude, I got – this is my, my dagger-to-the-heart game for the Bears. Like, this is – you. It's over. You, yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna agree to disagree here. Um, but I, I, I see Daniel Jones just going off and just exposing this team, and it's the dagger-to-the-heart for the Bears. This is the game that does it. This is whatever you – I would laugh. Yeah, I, I would laugh. I mean, I – while we disagree, I kind of secretly would enjoy it if it happened. So fun to watch. I just want to see <laughs> yeah. Matt Nagy just like have that face that he had when Cody Parkey missed that kick again. I need more gifts like that. All right, Matt Steelers. Nagy has aged ten years in the past season and a half. Dude, he's aged more than a president. That's bad. Yeah, in the season. Yep. For you sure. Look, you look at like Obama in like you know two thousand and eight, and then Obama in like two thousand like twelve. Like he did that. Like Nagy did that in a year. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. Hard to do. Steelers-Bengals uh, is another game that I just think is going to be yuck. Um, so much controversy with the Steelers team coming about. Um, you know, and a lot of people are asking, like, they're so frustrated with, like, James Conner last week. And, you know, for good reasons, I get it. But, like, at the same time, the dude's nursing his shit. He's trying to get back healthy. But he, he's been missing practice. It doesn't look like he's going to be playing <clears throat> as of now. Things could change by Sunday. Jalen Samuels is obviously your go-to with that run game, and I think that that's basically going to be a huge part of it. Um, and like I said, Mason Rudolph, like, you know, he got fined or whatever. I think that this is going to be kind of like a, a a muddy game. Like, I think everybody's mind is in the mud in Pittsburgh right now just because of everything that went down, and, like, they're just, like, it's going to kind of be like a struggle-type game. This could be the game that we see the Bengals actually, like, get an advantage up on that. And for that reason alone, I love Joe Mixon this week. And I know it's hard to say that for me coming as somebody that just has absolutely hates Joe Mixon and the way that they use him. But it's not that I hate Joe Mixon. It's the, I hate the way that they use him. They don't, the O-line sucks. But I think that we could see Joe do really well this week. So I'm not really comfortable playing him in DFS, but as far as like season long goes, like if, if he's around or if you have him on your bench, he's been sitting there bench warming. So it might be a week you want to, like, throw them into the flex. And they, yeah. they, they took so many hits. You know, the Steelers have Deontay Johnson. They've got Juju out with concussions. Like, it's just – and then the Bengals got the same thing going on. Like, there's some weird shit going on with those two teams in that division. Like, you know, Auden Tate got messed up. Um, you know, A.J. Green's messed up. There's really not a whole lot. So, Erickson's really about all you got there. And then Tyler Eifert as well. Um and the red, John Rawls should be back in the picture. Um, yeah, so another, another guy, but I'm staying away, man. This is just ugly. I it's think a nasty you, game. I mean, how many punts? Do we gonna see 20 punts? Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be that kind of a game. That's why I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm done with it. I'm over it. It is what it is at this point, and just leave it alone. Fuck that. I game. don't mind some Vance McDonald against the Bengals. Some McDonald. Old McDonald had a farm. Old McDonald had a farm. I mean, who yeah, else are they gonna throw it to? Yeah, exactly. There's there's nothing else. I think Mason Rudolph is going to find a way to like eat the football, like with his dumb mouth. Like he's gonna game over. It. Yeah, he's gonna find a way to do it. So uh, so yeah, there's always that. Dolphins Browns. This is a must win game again. Pretty much, I think we've established every game from net, from the rest of the season is a must win game for the Browns. If they lose this game, um, I will secretly be happy and also 
like be sad for Cleveland yet again, but Cleveland won't be sad. I don't think I don't think people in Cleveland have emotions anymore after all the bad years of sports they've had. You cannot have emotions and be a Cleveland sports fan. You can't. So it really wouldn't matter. But I will say this: Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to come to play. They're going into the dog pound. You know, Baker's getting a little more confidence. I'm actually starting Baker in a season long this week in one of my dynasty leagues. I will be playing Baker. Um, so they, there's a lot of good plays there. Kareem Hunt has, has shown that he is a part of this offense. We've talked about it. Love Kareem Hunt this week against this Dolphins defense. Um, Chubb should get, you know, some of his stuff. But as far as the PPR lane goes, like Kareem's taking over in that. And it's time you start realizing it and noticing it. So fire up Kareem Hunt this week. Um, Jarvis Landry still that go-to guy. I think that there's some news coming out. Joku could be back in the picture as well. Um, I think they took him off IR. Nice, nice little tidbit so, there. I didn't didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I'm firing up. Definitely think this game. I think we've been saying it for a while. Maybe we should just stack the Dolphins game every week and see if. I mean, obviously we know the Dolphins defense sucks. And then if we can get the other team, I mean, as long as Fitzpatrick can put up some points and those receivers can put up some points, then you'll you'll do well stacking this game. Um, I think that man, mm-hmm. I, I'm all about I'm all aboard Chubb. I don't know why you're so hesitant to do so. I think Kareem Hunt's a great play as well. I think there's plenty there's plenty of action for both of the guys. Um, we want to attack the Dolphins on you want to know the, the with the rush attack. The difference is that I have Kareem Hunt and I don't have Nick Chubb. Okay. <laughs> selfishness, Garage Fam. It's selfishness. But, uh, but yeah. We like that, it for the same reasons, right? I mean, we yeah, like it for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. basically. But th- this is why I do like the Dolphins. This is why I do think that they could produce some really good numbers. Miles Garrett's not there. They're going to be struggling to find their footing on defense this week for the Browns. So, you know, the only thing that's going to save the Browns in this game is going to be offensive play. So, if Baker and the boys don't bring their A game, it's, it, it's over. Like, because I'm telling you, Fitzpatrick's they're going. There's going to be some touchdowns. This is going to be a good game. Where Should we see Odell finally have like that 30 point fantasy game? Oh yeah, dude, it's coming. Like this will be it. Like he he's going to have like I don't. He's not going to have another one this year. But this is going to be the one where we actually see Odell do normal Odell shit. So keep that in mind because, like I said, Jarvis has kind of been the boy, and I think that you know people are starting to kind of pick up on that. So they might start trying to cover him a little bit more, and then that's when Odell is going to be able to get that action now. There's always there's, there's going to be that yeah. swapperoo. So it's coming, but. Dolphins players, like, I'm not really big on starting, like, the backfield, but wide receiver-wise, like, dude, Albert Wilson, you know, Devontae Parker, like, they're, they're kind of starting to come into play, not really, you know, for, for season long, it's a little harder to trust. But for DFS, dude, I will gladly throw somebody up in that lineup. Yeah, and uh, we're seeing Hearns get some action, too, and they signed him to a contract. He's just one so injury be away from the- being done, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But the fact that they signed him means he's part of their future plans. You know, they're in a complete rebuild. So I don't know why they would sign him unless they didn't have. They needed some him sort after of, Preston uh, rolled out, dude. I, I love that Preston Williams kid, man. I hope he stays around and, and stays a part of that that offense. You know, especially when they look to get their new quarterback next year for Miami. I think that Preston could actually be somebody that would pay off in the long run. So I agree. Um, they, they actually are looking like I mean, Flor, like Brian Flores. Respect to him because. There's some teams that are clearly doing worse than them, and he unloaded all his time. I mean, he's doing his thing. He's collecting draft picks. I mean, they should not have two wins. And, you know, to me, it just seems like he's going to get to build this team from the ground up, and they already have some good pieces that, I mean, me and you agree on Williams. We agree on a lot of their young talents. Just 
a matter of putting it all together. It they got They got to get that so. running back. They got to get that running back, and they got to get that quarterback. And I think if they can do that, then they have a decent core, man. They have, they have a decent core, and they got to you know fix up some shit on their defense. But yeah, um, it, it's all part of the rebuild. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to see how they go. I'd love to see the Dolphins be good. Um, yep. I don't in summary, I, in summary, I want to say this: I don't see how you can have a DFS lineup without one of the offensive weapons from the Brown side. Like if you don't go Chubb or Hunt, you have to try to go Jarvis or Odell. That's There's it. no way that one of these four don't have a big day. Like mix mix and match them in your lineups. What I'm saying. Big facts. I'm with you on it 100. percent Listen to the man himself, the factator. <laughs> Bucks Falcons. Uh, we go. We get two NFC South divisional matchups with the Bucks, Falcons, and the Panthers and the Saints this week. That this is like my week. Love watching these games. Falcons have been doing some some weird shit. They 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 went. They came into New Orleans and they they brought Voodoo home with them. So they got some of that. They got a little mojo hand, and like they they're getting the demons out all over these teams. Like we've seen this defense have a complete resurgence, um, and and since they beat the Saints, so. They stolen some mojo, or they, they left New Orleans with something. But they're playing this Bucks team this week. I think that we see Jameis curl. I think we see a lot of interceptions. Falcons defense, I'm firing it up. Um, I, I'm loving what, what's going to happen. I, I see that they're, you know, the, the thing with Brian Hill, everybody was, you know, tripping about him last week. Um, we, we could see Brian Hill have a bounce back. We could see people be shocked and being like, why did I pick him up, spend all this fab, and then drop him? There's a lot of idiots that do that. Um, I think Brian Hill could have a decent week. Um, and that's probably not a lot of people that think that. But uh, we, we know that Julio and Matt Ryan were full participants in practice. So I, I think this Falcons team gets this win against the Bucks. If there's anybody from the Bucks that I'm going to go with now that I have to do my knockoff digs, Thielen thing, and plus it's a bye week, um, I'm going to say that the person that does the most best – for the receiving core is going to be Mike Evans this week. Um, I'm just leaning towards him just because, like, it just it, – it, no 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 basis whatsoever statistic-wise or just, like, looking at anything, like, as far as the Falcons' defense goes. As pure going off of my gut, Mike Evans' week for the Bucks, and Jameis still finds a way to get at least 17 fantasy points with more than – three interceptions yeah that's so true about Jameis no matter how bad he plays he still like has a decent fantasy day it's crazy he's got a great floor um, great floor I'm so frustrated with this Falcons team I can't get him right anymore seems like I I guess I don't know man I don't know I don't are the Falcons good are they okay are they bad they were so awful for so many weeks and now it seems like they're possibly I mean their defense is playing amazing uh, Matt Ryan looks great um I don't know, man. I agree with you on the Brian Hill take. Usually when we see somebody that's like the chalk play bust, we see him come back the next week and do pretty well. So and typically be surprised it's to see a, a defense that's actually good against the position. Like it's weird. It works weird like that. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Just remember that, you know, guys, if you're frustrated by this, I mean, I lost on Brian Hill. I lost a lot. Um, just remember that he had a touchdown called back. And then also the Bucks. I mean, the Falcons had a goal line touch they gave to another running back that went for a touchdown. So those are two opportunities that, you know, would completely change his fantasy score for the day and people wouldn't be throwing a fit. So just remember that. And um, Buckside, 
I mean, if you want to play Jameis, no complaints. If you want to play Godwin, no complaints. I'm not going to really analyze this too deep. I mean, we know who the guys are on, on this team. Uh, I like uh, some Ronald Jones this week. He's uh, priced down on DraftKings. I think they're going to have to establish some sort of a run game against this Falcons defense. And we've seen we've seen Ronald Jones have some big games, and we've seen him disappear. So I'm going to hope he blows up this game. Rojo boy. I got Rojo on the bench. I might have to throw him in there. If you got a Rojo take, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? Because, like, Rojo's just – he's got a cool name. He's, like, one letter off from Rolo. You remember those candies? Rolo. Rolo candies. Like, yeah. yeah, I want to see Rojo be like a, a stud star in, in the like, like the, the older I get, the more that I get into like just, you know, the sport of, of football itself. Like, you know, growing up, you're like, you know, you're a Saints fan and like you can't like any of these teams. Dude, I, I, I dig it, man. Like, dude, when like whenever um, John Gruden was coaching the Bucks, they won the Super Bowl. I thought that that was just like the coolest shit ever. So, like, I just love football teams. And so, I want to see Ronald Jones be good. He's just one of those players that I want to see be really good. I think that he's, like, the next wave of, like, really good running backs. And he's just got to find his footing. And he's finding it now. And I'm excited to see it. Yep. And for what it's worth, this is the highest uh, Vegas total on the board. So, it's going to be a popular game. Uh, people are expecting Any points. the Bucs are in, dude. It's like the Bucs are just like that team. The dude, I, want to see, I want to see the Texans and the Bucs. That's the game I want. Texans, Bucks. That's the game. Yeah. That's the fantasy game of the century. I thought the game tonight would be more high scoring. I know we don't want to go backwards, but it wasn't too high scoring. So I think yeah. the, I think you're right. The Bucks are just like destined to fall early and be down two touchdowns, and the whole game they're playing catch up. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I love those Bucks for DFS. Uh, Panthers Saints. Kyle Allen's going to have a hard time. Um, <laughs> and it's the part of the Bermuda Triangle. This Saints team is fired up. Saw what happened last week. It ain't stopping. This defense is here. We're in November. It's getting close to crunch time. Shout out to the clock. Deuce clock. clock. Double clock. Number two. It's getting into uh, the Ocho. No, that's eight. Fuck. It's just <laughs> Say that though. You just wanted to talk about dodgeball. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Love that movie. Shout out to dodgeball. Shout out to White Goodman. He was misunderstood. JK, he's a dick. Got Beat it, the floor. Beat it, the floor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kyle Allen's getting exposed this game. Cam Cam Jordan is going to make sure he has the toughest time of his life. They're going to bring it all down to have to be completely on Christian McCaffrey's back. And I think the Saints are going to find a decent way to keep him closed up too. He'll have touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, goal line stuff. I just don't see Christian McCaffrey having that over 25-point game this week. So uh, keep that in mind. Saints side of the ball. Everybody is, like, rooting harder for Teddy Bridgewater now than Drew Brees for some odd reason. It's really what? happening. It's real. Dude, there was a Pelicans game a couple nights ago. Teddy Bridgewater showed up. Drew was there as well. The whole entire uh, Smoothie King Center erupted for Teddy, just chanting Teddy, and Drew got like a hand clap. I don't believe it. I want proof sent to it me. It happened. It happened. It happened. I want you, you to know, find the video and you send it to me. I know somebody personally that was at the game that reported it to me personally, face to face. And they're no it's a trustworthy source. A trustworthy source. I'm I'm sure there is a video somewhere, like maybe on like Fox Sports One New Orleans. Okay, but it, was, it wasn't a televised game. But um, yeah, there's been a lot of players, you know, that, that go to the games. Like Kamara's been in a couple of the games, and I think uh, 
Michael Thomas was spotted not too long ago. So, like, you get players to go to the games. But, yeah, like – and I think that this is the point to where Drew Brees is about to just be like, fuck y'all, I'm about to go God mode on yes and remind you while I'm here. And this is – like for some reason, when the Saints play the Bucks, it's always weird. But when the Saints play the Panthers, I feel like that's that's starting to become like the newer rivalry in the NFC South for some reason. Like the Falcons were always like you know the Falcons are always going to be that. Don't get me wrong, but the more entertaining rivalry is the Saints Panthers, and that's how I feel in general. Eh. For me eh. personally, I feel that way. I feel like that's the more entertaining rivalry. So. Um, I'm definitely firing up Alvin Kamara this week. Uh, it's going to be the battle. Love of the it. Lands, battle of the pride. Love lands it. With the running backs, bro. Like it, this is, this is a Kamara state your claim while you're better than McCaffrey game. And um, Kamara will score more fantasy points than Christian McCaffrey this week. I'm all aboard uh, Kamara. That's one of my favorite plays this week in DFS. And, I'm with you. I'm going to hope and pray the Saints can limit McCaffrey because McCaffrey's priced up all the way up to 10.5 or something absurd like that on on DraftKings, and I'm going to I don't think I'm going to fade him. It's finally at that point where I can't I can't pay that price tag. It just hurts. It hurts the lineup. You know what I mean? It does. It hurts. I I can't do it. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing your boy. I'm playing AK this week. I trust him. I think it's a. I think it's a good matchup. I'll be wearing my Alvin Kamara jersey this week. Big bet. I'm going to be pissed if Latavius Murray vultures him. I'm going to be real pissed. No, no, you ain't got to worry about that, dude. AK back. When AK ain't there, <laughs> Latavius is going to pick up the slack. But um, AK back. <clears throat> Battle of the Birds, Seahawks, Eagles. Uh, this should be a very easy total domination by the Seahawks. Like I said, this the Eagles team is just so mediocre, just so boo. I don't really have anything for them. Dallas Goddard has a really good shot at doing well on the Eagles side of the ball this week. Um, the Seahawks pretty much let tight ends expose them. So look out for Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Other than that, I'm really not feeling anything uh, with this Eagles team. The Seahawks, however, um, loving definitely always, you know, your, your, your go-to guy is, you know, Tyler Lockett when you're looking at, uh, at the, you know, season-long plays. <clears throat> you know, luckily I, I was able to stack Wilson – and lock it in one of my leagues. So I love every week I just have beautiful, you know, fantasy points built. But um, also be looking out for uh, Josh Gordon in this game. Um, I feel like, you know, he's kind of bounced around and now he's here It's the Seahawks. But I feel like the Seahawks is kind of an unforgettable uh, – more of a forgettable team for him to be on. So don't forget that Josh Gordon exists here. I cannot wait to get my lime green Josh Gordon jersey. Um. But he exists here, and I think that they are going to remind the world this week that Josh Gordon exists in Seattle, and I think that he's going to have a really big day in fantasy. Um, Chris Carson should also have a great day. So I, I've been super impressed with Chris Carson, man. Um, just, I have too, but this is this is this isn't the week for him, man. Eagles defense is good against the run. I understand I that. I, I do. I see what you're saying, though. They're not going to phase him out of the game plan. He's the type running back that yeah, even there. when they're playing, they're going to give him the ball no matter what. So, I'm with you on that. He's a high floor play. Yeah, he's in there high like floor. swimwear. Like, I'm not – like I said, if, if I point out a DFS play, it's a DFS play. But, like, Chris Carson could be an explosive play just because, like, nobody – everybody's probably going to be staying away from him because, you know, the, the way that everything's lined up is that way. But that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's those kind of plays right there. Those are the kind of plays that, like, get you into that, that money hunt because they're going to be so low on 
because people are going to be going by the narrative. And if you just go against the grain, like, or you go away yeah. from it, you know what I mean? Like you just say, you know what? I'm this one isn't as crazy as your other ones. Though. I no, like it's this really one not. more. This one isn't as crazy. Am I getting more like, sensible? It, Am I getting more? You real? are. You are. Finally, it t- it took me a while to get to you, but you're finally. I don't there. want it. I don't want it, man. What, are you <laughs> what do you think about Miles Sanders Falcons. while we're here? What about Miles Sanders? Jordan Howard's good. If I would have, if I would have thought Miles Sanders was going to do something spectacular, I would have said it by now, dude. I literally, I like the tight ends on this Eagles team, and that's about every, everything that I got. That's about everything I'm willing to put my name behind. Is that the tight ends for the Eagles will do well this week, and and I like. I honestly like Zach Ertz more than I like Godert because there's going to be more people that are going to be wanting to go with with, uh, with Godert, Joe Dirt, Godert, um, just because, like, it seems like that's how it plays out. Like, you know, everybody's going to, like, sleep on Zach Ertz and say, well, for some reason they want to go with the younger guy. No, this is this is Zach Ertz week, 100%. Zach yeah. Ertz all the way. Fire up Zach Ertz. He's going to remind you why he was one of the top three tight ends when Gronk retired. So, and even before Gronk retired, he was there. I like um, the tight ends too, man. I like Goddard. Um, I'm, I'm, I like Zach Ertz. I think they're both in, in good spots. I think you should place your first sports bet this week because this game is the Seahawks are underdogs by one point right now as we're sitting here. And, okay. Um, so right. I think you should place I'll, it because you're you're big on the Seahawks, right? You think they're yeah, going to win this game? Yeah, the easily? Seahawks are going to win this game. So I'm going to go hit up the sports book on Sunday and uh, we'll make it happen. There you go. I mean, it's it's a perfect spot if you think they're going to win easily. Uh, oh yeah, this is going to be a win in Philly for them because like dude, they're they're trying to fight to get and stay in these stay alive in these playoffs, dude. Like I mean, they they got to keep fighting. Like oh, you think Philly's going to win? No, I think Seahawks are going to win. There okay, that's go. what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, they're there, but I mean, they 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 can't afford to lose at this point, and they're not going to lose. Like dude, Russell's not going to lose, bro. The Seahawks are going to be in the playoffs, guaranteed. Yeah. Like no doubt about it, it's a lock. This game is a lock. So, so let's go ahead and go go fucking bet on the Seahawks this week. And I kind of think the Eagles are going to win. You do? All right. Yeah. Well, if you if you like to listen to me more than you like to listen to Drew, go go put your entire life savings on the Seahawks so that you can be really rich. Um, <laughs> Lions, Redskins. I like Darius Geist this week. I like him. I like him a lot. Like him a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, we actually had uh, we. I, I was talking to a guy this week over the phone who was asking me a couple of questions. Um, he left a voicemail for us, but the voicemail actually uh, came through. It was kind of cracked up. Something was wrong with it. So just kind of read his question real quick. You know, he was asking who would you play at wide receiver, running back, and at flex. Uh, he has Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, D.D. Westbrook, Deshaun Hamilton. His running backs are Kalen Balage, Adrian Peterson, Matt Breida, Darius Geis, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, and Kareem Hunt. And I told him I think the best lineup for him overall would have been like having like Amari and Lockett and then Hunt and Mixon and then Geis in the flex. And he was kind of a little weary about Geis being in the flex. And I'm like, dude, like this is like they, they're the, the Redskins coming into their own time. This is them just experimenting and having fun. There's no fear involved. When there's no fear involved and they know it's experimental, that's when the best shit happens. Darius Guy sh- should have a fucking field day, and he should be able to prove why he deserved to be one of the top drafted guys in fantasy football this week. So Darius Geis is a must-play against this Lions defense. Um, also, of course, Terry McLaurin, everyone knows that name by now. It's a, almost a household name. Terry McLaurin, Darius Geis, Lions side of the ball, Jeff Driscoll, 
is showing that he can do some shit and he should do some shit against this defense. So we should still see some pretty good scoring back and forth. And I ultimately think the Lions will win this game. Um, but uh, yeah, fire up some Darius. That's all I have to say about this one. Yeah, it's it's at the point of the season where you're going to get really frustrated. I know I am. If the Redskins have no reason to be marching Adrian Peterson out there for 20 carries, like go ahead and give your give your young guys some reps. Go ahead and give them the carries. Um, I would love to see guys get several touches this game. Um, I agree. Agree with you, man. I agree. You have to play him if you have him on your on your roster, and you unless you just unless you're stacked at running back, then you can you can bench him. I understand that. On the other side of the wall with the Lions. If you need a waiver QB, I don't mind Driscoll this week against a terrible Redskins defense. We're getting that um, rushing upside with Driscoll. I don't know if you've noticed that, but he uh, has a lot of rushing yards. So kind of like a, a Josh Allen type in terms of rushing, maybe not near as talented, obviously. But if you um, you could go you could go worse than, than throwing, throwing him in your lineup at QB. So. Yeah, it, uh, he, he seems to be a pretty decent backup, so it's good that the Lions have that, especially missing out with Stafford. So could have been a lot better. Um, if there's going to be one receiver that I picked to probably get a good bit of action this week, it's probably going to be Danny Amendola. Interesting. I'm, I'll leave that with that. I'll let you marinate on that. You're on your own. Raiders-Jets should be um, – we, we want it so bad. I want it so bad. Le- Le'Veon, just please do something, bruh. Please, Le'Veon, just give me a 30-point game. Le'Veon, I'm begging you, man. Like, just give me a 30-point game. Just one 30-point game. Like, how hard can it fucking be to just give give your fantasy football owners one 30-point game? And if it's going to be – you know, if it's going to be and it's going to happen, it's got to be this week against the Raiders. It's just got to be. It just – it just. I'm looking at – I'm looking at these these teams. I'm looking at these logos, the green and the black. And, and I, want, I want to see Le'Veon just get 30 fucking fantasy points. It's not that much to ask. But we all know what's going to happen here. Robbie Anderson is going to catch two deep-ass long-bomb – passes Sam Darnold's going to have a great fantasy day Jameson Crowder is going to hit some slats here and there this is going to be a Robbie top Crowder bottom game <laughs> and dude that and Le'Veon hope to God can do something with his life and that's what I yeah see. Uh, unfortunately I'm going to be playing some Le'Veon Bell it's just the price play against the Raiders. And I think this is going to be a very popular game in DFS. I think this one has some, some shootout potential. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. It, Please, please elaborate. I just think there's going to be a lot of fantasy production. I know Josh Jacobs is going to be a popular pick this week. I think Darren Waller will be popular. Um, I don't know, man, this slate, if you've looked at it, there's been a lot of games where the scoring is not expected to be very high. So I think people will look towards games like the Eagles, Seahawks, Raiders, Jets, um, Buccaneers, Falcons, and that's a that's really where we're going to see this ownership go. Maybe you're, you'll definitely see some people playing the Saints guys too. Um, but yeah, I mean it's got one of the higher totals. I think you'll see Le'Veon ownership. You're going to see you're going to see some Jets ownership on the receivers. I'm just not sure yet which of the two. So make sure you check in on the Patreon page to see which of the two I'm targeting. 
Big facts. Yeah, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash garage guys. Um, subscribe to the uh, NFL DFS tier. Get all the goods. <clears throat> I got to yeah. ask you real quick, Renfro, Renfro or Tyrell Williams? Uh, I'm going to go with Tyrell this week. I think you go with the more the, the safer established guy um, in, with this game just because of how, you know, um, how exposed the Jets defense can get. So I'm going to yeah. roll with Tyrell this week. I think it's going to be more predictable. I think we see Darren Waller have a little more life. So, Me too. Hey, one uh, note one note for the guy for the garage fam. Uh Bilal Powell's coming off back to back weeks with twenty with uh seven carries. Yeah. So What's up now, with that? Le'Veon? Exactly. Thirty Powell points. Give 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 Garage Guy Chase thirty points one time so he can come on the podcast next Please. week and be pumped up. I wish that like I could like have like like I've I've tried to tweet at him multiple times. I wish you'd come on Moon Dude when I release Moon Dude in January, my rap EP. Like, I wish he would come on and feature it. Like, I wish I could make a bet with him. Like, if, if you don't score at least 30 fantasy points, like, you have – you're obligated to be on a track with me. And then I would root for him not to do well because then I had Le'Veon Bell on a track with me. But he'd probably ruin change. my song because I really don't like his music. It would change your perspective. See, it right would. now you're begging for the points. She would be, like, rooting against him every week. That'd be your, like, key focus every Sunday. And then he would do really well because he's like, I ain't trying to be on this fucking weird white boy's, like, rap EP. Like, I ain't got time for that. I'd it's be firing crazy. him up in every lineup. Yeah, then yeah. I'd have him everywhere. And, like, it'd be secretly I'd be winning <laughs> even though I was losing. Like, it'd be beautiful. Like, hopefully Le'Veon never listens to this podcast. If you know Le'Veon Bell, tell him to never listen to Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Um, Jaguars, Titans. Uh, very, very simply put on this game, Nick Foles is back. He's not whack. He's going to do some things. This is like the corny, the corny veteran white quarterback game with Ryan Tannehill and Nick Foles. It's going to be a weird one. Love John Smith and Derek Henry, two guys always on Johnu, always roll the Johnu train, even when he does bad or good. So you take that advice at your own discretion. I'm always going to say his name just because it's beautiful. Um, and then the Jaguar side of the ball, it's a Leonard Fournette game. Be prepared. Don't question me. Leonard Fournette, start him. DJ Chark, start him. That's higher it. on Henry than than Fournette on my side. I like both. Big facts um, on that. I will say that. Okay, if you want to get to there, I will elaborate. Yes, I back you up 100% on that. Very much higher on Henry than I am on Fournette. But Fournette is going to give it hell. Yep. Yeah, we finally uh, have some, I think, total agreement on this game. I, I really don't know, though, if it's going to be a high scoring or I could see it being a slow-paced game where we see a lot of field goals and punts and maybe some 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 drives that stall out around the 30 or 40. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't think I'm going to be playing Tannehill. Um, I could see Nick Foles <clears throat> having success against this, this Tennessee secondary and really not interested in trying to figure out which Tennessee receiver to target. I'm just going to play Derrick Henry. Yeah, um, it, it's just like 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 you said, like it's. I don't Too know guys. these AFC South games, man. What are you gonna do? Yeah, gross. Yeah, I am starting uh, Tannehill in one league though, but that's because he's my only option. I don't feel like going to the waiver wire. Um, yeah. next game, Cowboys Patriots. This is all right. You're gonna love this. This is the real decider of who America's team is. Okay, because if it were up to me, America's team would always be the Patriots because they're the fucking Patriots. They're literally like literally their jerseys, their mascot 
is everything about America. There's nothing un-American about the Patriots. Why are they not America's team? Why have the Patriots never been America's team? They are America's team. To me, when I think about the Patriots, they're America's team. I don't care if, if you're – and it's not no dislike for the Cowboys or anything. I love what Dak's doing. I own Dak in fantasy. I love it. The Patriots should be America's team. I love it. I wish people thought like you all the time, but it's not – people don't like continued success. Like repetitive success is never welcome. I mean, it's just a fact. It's not even about the success. Kind of, the Patriots. I know. I know. Literally, I in know, the American but, Revolution, if it weren't for Patriots, we would not be a country right now. If it weren't for the Patriots, the NFL probably wouldn't be near as entertaining right now. Like, they should be America's team. All valid points. But as people hate the Patriots, it's always going to be a thing. They hate Bill Belichick. They hate Tom Brady. Learn to love them. Learn to love I know. them. They should be. They should I be. Why, why the Cowboys? Like, what's so good about the Cowboys? Yeah, it's like, it's like, that's like, you know, that's like old America. You know what I mean? Like, like that was like, like hardcore, like conservative America. I don't understand what was going on at that point in time. Like, yeah, the Cowboys were good. Troy Aikman. Yeah. Woo woo. You know, you know, like, yep. you know, you got your boys, you got your boys. It's the boys. We didn't we do. Boys. We do like Dak and Zeke. We both I love like Dak and Zeke and Amari. It's not, it's I like Dak more than Zeke. I like Dak more than Zeke. And I, and I'm literally, I love Amari Cooper on that team. Even though Michael Gallup's getting most of the love, but in this game right here in particular, um, I think that we see all the stars come out because, honestly, we have a, a great Sunday night football game with the Packers and the 49ers, but these two games should have been swapped. The Cowboys-Patriots should have been the Sunday night game. The Packers-49ers should have been at 425 Eastern time. That's my opinion, my take on it. Cowboys, though, they're playing. They're going to Gillette Stadium. They're going to be in Foxborough. Um, it's going to be tough. Cowboys are going to fight. They're going to fight hard. They're going to fight to the end. Ultimately, the Patriots are going to come out victorious in this game. But let's be real. Dak Prescott, that, that's, that's good for Prescott owners because he's going to be slinging that bitch to the end of the clock. And that's what we want out of Dak. So, I love Amari Cooper in this game. Um, Zeke's probably not going to have the best of games. Straight up with you. Um, but Amari Cooper, absolutely love. I love some Randall Cobb in this one as well. So keep an eye out for those two receivers. Um, and Blake Jarwin. Don't forget about the Jarwin boy at tight end. He'll find his way into the end zone in this game. Jarwin, one touchdown guaranteed. One touchdown guaranteed Interesting. For, for Jarwin in this game. Mark that down. I'm writing it down right now. One TD guaranteed. Blake Jarwin. Underline. Do I have the floor now? You have the floor. The floor. Couldn't agree or couldn't disagree more on the Mario Cooper take. He's going to be getting uh, Gilmore. I think it's going to be more of a Gallup game. And Gallup and Zeke, for me, is the, the two guys you'd be interested in. But it's the Patriots defense. So just make sure you understand that that's a too risky. Too risky. Nah, man, it's not going to be a Mario Cooper game. I just can't see it. It's too predictable, Drew. You have to respect Gilmore. It's time for you to respect him. I do respect Gilmore, but Bill Belichick, like, he sees that Gallup's getting a lot of attention. No, it's not. It's not about that. Amari Cooper is a top, mm. top, top six talent, and, and it's not. He's going to take away the best player. Uh, we'll see. We'll, one of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. They're going to try and, to take uh, away Gallup. That's, that's what I see. Okay. Take Zeke. Zeke is who's going to be taken away. 
to be to be talked about next podcast. All right. Uh, on the Patriots side, I'm not really intimidated by the Cowboys defense too much in terms of their secondary. I think Edelman will do his thing. Heard some 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 interesting theories about Sanu's injured. So keep an eye on that. I'm not sure if it's true or not, if it's rumors. Um, so if he's injured, if I fire up some Philip Dorsett. Um, yeah, I will say next guy. I will say that there, that that Sanu stuff is real. So yeah, Philip Dorsett. We should. Uh, it's. I'm ready to see him get back in action. Yeah, I don't really know why they. He why we see him like come and go so much. It seems like he's earned a what should be a more stable role. You know what I mean? Right. I feel you on that. Like, I, I want that. I have him in a couple of leagues. I need that in my life. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get that this week now that Sanu is, is a possibly not non-factor yeah. or maybe not this, be a play. This Patriots running game, and I know you're frustrated with this because you have some Sony Michelle, but it's broken. The We've never seen these guys, James White and Sony Michelle, Burkhead. They're even using Burkhead a lot right now. Mm-hmm. We've never seen them price down this low, and that's because the offense is broken. It's just not the same. They're supposed to get Isaiah Wynn back. They're all pro left tackle, and um, maybe we'll see them turn the corner. But for now, good luck picking a running back on the Patriots. Worst mistake of my life was drafting Sony Michelle. And you told yourself you weren't going to do it, and you did it. Yeah, it was the worst mistake of my life. This year has been a huge learning experience for me not to overthink shit when it comes to fantasy football, just because like I'm in this whole landscape now of like actually doing a show and doing fantasy sports content, I've learned not to overthink shit and to stay with my roots because I've been a winner every year in fantasy football until this year. So yeah, this is my first year to hit the crumble button. So anyway, last game, Sunday night football, Packers 49ers. We'll be recapping the game when, when you hear us next on episode 117. Um, quick prediction on this one. Hey, real quick. They should have put this game on Monday night, Patriots-Cowboys on Sunday night, and the Ravens-Rams in the uh, Sunday slate. I'm, I'm, down, I'm down with that. I th- but I, like I said, I definitely think Patriots-Cowboys should have been the Sunday night game. Right. Um, Ravens-Rams, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Rams have been on the decline. The Ravens are just kind of like they're that team that's just kind of like coasting there. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're holding their own. But, yeah, I feel you 100%. I wanted to see Packers 49ers Monday night. That would have been dope. But they're Sunday night. 49ers. Still a good game. 49ers state their claim. They're going to win this game. They're going to beat the Packers. Um, I think that we could see Jamal Williams do better than Aaron Jones this week. Gross. Stop. I'm going to call it. kill my league. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. This is a Jamal Williams week. If Kittle is not playing. He ain't. He's in a blue jersey. No contact. If he I've does heard mixed things. I've heard mixed things. Um, San Francisco's at home, so remember that. that, that has, that's a big factor in these games. The defense coming to town. Things. Nick Bosa wants to get him some sackage on some Aaron Rodgers. Guaranteed. Yeah, I don't know who I'm taking this game. Because we've, we've talked about Green Bay's defense has been struggling more and more week over week. So I could see the 49ers being able to move the ball. I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to to not pick who's gonna win this for now. But you can always check out my my picks on the Patreon page. We're you know well above 500 on the uh, on the betting pick. So come on board and uh, win some money. I choose Tevin Coleman to win Tevin this game Coleman. in the fantasy 
in the fantasy like universe, <clears throat> I choose Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's going to have a day. He's going to have a day. Garoppolo's going to have a day. And, and, and Debo? I said I said and three times just because like I was trying to remember his name. But yeah, Ross Debo Dwelly. Samuel. It hit me. It hit me a little bit. I don't think Dwelly's going to be that great. I think Jimmy Why are Graham's you just a Dwelly hater, man. I'm not Why a Dwelly. Just... I, I don't know, man. I, I like George Kittle. You choose bro. every tight end. You'll talk about every tight end, and then we get to the 49ers game. You're like, well, I'm just waiting for George Kittle. I don't know him like that, bro. You don't know Johnny Smith? No. I mean, yeah, I do. Sorry, I just I'm get, I get butt hurt when you like every tight end, but this guy, bro, I cannot wait to get to like Nashville in a couple and like in another month and like just be like, you be like, I'll be like, yo, Drew, this is my boy Johnny, and he's gonna be like, what? And I'm be like, just kidding, I don't know him. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be really funny if like we somehow ran into Johnny Smith and you had like somehow planted the seed to act like he he knew you, just to mess with me. I need to get a Johnny Smith jersey. Why? Okay. I know the episode's already gone long, but give us the backstory, just like a 30-second backstory of why you like Johnny Smith so much. Because he's got a yeah. really cool first name, and not a lot of other people knew who he was, so I was able to secure the bag fast. You were ahead of the curve, so that's why yeah. you like him now. And his name is Johnny. Got it. Which I think is dope okay. as fuck. Because got like it. I like really like weird-named people i like really weird name people that do cool shit like play football for a living so dwelly is not a weird enough name no that sounds like a dude that like grew up in like a small town like in like his grandmother was from like dutch dutchland wore like wooden shoes it's not like ionitis ionitis is one of the most dope names ever too like he's a guy i would show too bad he's not a tight end Right, dude. He, dude. Oh my God! If he was a tight end, like I would have like every combination color jersey, whatever team he was on, it would be no, no doubt about it. I may still get an Ionis jersey. Who knows? But yeah, uh, Packers. I like Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy Graham could actually see Ugh. a little bit of action in this Ugh. game. Jamal Williams, Ugh. and then of course Devonte Adams. So there we go. We need to end this episode. Ugh. We will. We will right now. That has been the Week Twelve NFL Sunday slate. I've had a great time. We've talked about a lot of things. And now it's time for you to double prepare to get ready for Sunday. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash garage guys. All the stuff we just talked about will most likely – well, the stuff that came out of Drew's mouth will most likely be reflected in the <laughs> DFS rankings. And they will continuously be updated up until game time. So you will have the best chance at getting the bag on DraftKings and FanDuel this Sunday. So take your ass over to patreon.com slash garage guys and subscribe to a tier today. We love you garage fam. Great episode. Always fun chilling with the homie drew drew. You got anything else to say? Nope. Just one real quick update. Well, yes. I'm not supposed to say no. I'm going to say yes. One quick update. The record on the bets is up to 46 and 39. So it's not not the greatest in the world, but hey, if you uh, put that with the DFS content, you should be a very happy subscriber. Bet the Seahawks this week. Remember that. Your whole life savings. I'll do it too. <laughs> Sports. Party. Repeat.